Hey, thanks for tuning in to episode 22 of the Rostrina Project. If you like the show, then give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at TRTPPod. Today's guest is the lead singer of my band, Joanna and the Dropouts, and soon to be my wife. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Joanna Jacobs. So tell me about yourself, Joanna. <laughs> is that your actual first question? Yeah, tell me about yourself. <laughs> what is the first song you remember hearing as a child? First song hearing? Well, I'm sure I've probably heard many before I actually remember the very first one I remember. Uh... <laughs> Earliest memory of a song. Can you think of it? <coughs> I can kind of remember the, one of the, probably the first like tapes that I ever had. And that's the only thing that I can really remember, I guess. What was that? It was Pinky and Perky on tape. What's Pinky and Perky? They were like pig puppets. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know when they were popular. I think it was like way before our time. But because I think they used to be filmed in black and white. But I remember having that on on a cassette tape. Really young. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was the uh, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts oh yeah yeah so that's your answer lovely bunch of coconuts (laughs) yeah Uh, that's a good answer (laughs) I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts you also asked the second question well no that technically isn't the second question what what's the first I'd say put record but it's not technical record what's the first song you remember buying so I can't remember if I bought that or if maybe someone else in the family bought it. But that was definitely one of the first tapes probably had as a kid. And then I had loads because that's all I'd spend my money on as a kid. But maybe the one that I probably stands out the most was probably the No Doubt uh, single, Don't Speak. That's probably like the one that I remember the most. And used to make my dad play it in the car all the time. <laughs> How old were you? Probably like 10. ten. But yeah, so yeah, maybe I had more before that, but I can't really remember chronologically. But that one probably stands out the most, yeah. Oh, nice. What other artistic ventures did you have as a child? What other than music? Other than music, yeah. Um, well, I did lots of like acting when I was a kid. Um. But probably before that, I probably ballet, did ballet at school. Um, I was really into that and I thought I was going to be a ballet dancer. <laughs> but I'm really short and round, so that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I got into doing acting because I was really shy as a kid. So my mum and dad sent me to like acting drama group. I think someone suggested it to them and they thought it would make me less shy. Um, what plays do you remember doing in your acting class? Uh, well, there's a couple of different ones. Like the first group that I joined, we didn't really do plays. It was more like um, improvisation, um, which it was really fun. It was like every Saturday morning and we kind of just made up little plays. There wasn't really anything serious. It was just kind of, I think, more about like imagination and just like meeting other people outside of school. Um, and then the lady who did that class I became really good friends with her daughter who was also in the class and we ended up going to like another drama group in Putney um when we were a little bit older 
together and we did like a, I can't remember what else we did there but we I def, we definitely did a big production of The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe um, I can't remember what my character was but I was just like all painted in green and brown face paint and I think we did that for like two weeks straight <laughs> so... you were the frog <laughs> I don't think there is a frog. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was a tree or something. <laughs> to make up a character. <laughs> yeah. But that was really cool. That felt very professional. And there was like teenagers, like older kids there and stuff. And we did that. So it felt a bit more grown up. Yeah. Do you have a best drama experience and then contrast with a worst drama experience? Anything um, that springs to mind? There's a few, but so me and my friend Claire we used to do lots of like we used to write plays and stuff when we were at middle school um we we did oh we did oh we did Oliver we did a yeah we did Oliver that was that was pretty good were you the pickpocket no I can't remember I can't remember what I was but we did Oliver and then after that there was like um for some reason they decided to put on a talent show and me and Claire did our own sort of version of the sleepover scene from Greece, oh. um, and we sort of like encouraged a couple of other uh, other friends to be in it as well. But they took for some reason they took this like talent show so seriously. They made us go to rehearsals like every Saturday in this random hall in Morden, um, and the lady who was running it. I don't know, maybe she was getting paid for it or something, but she was really like, you have to be really professional and you have to take this really seriously. This is so important. Um, so it was kind of a good and bad experience, I guess. It was, yeah, it was fun, but also like giving up your Saturdays when you're a kid. Just like, well. So that was both good and bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, do you remember like any performances going really badly? Not, not really. <laughs> there probably are, but I think when you're on stage and you're acting, I think it's different to music because you're you are pretending to be someone else. So you're you can easily just like brush it off and just carry on. Oh. Whereas with music, it's like you're you you're you you're like on stage singing. It's hard to pretend that you've not just like fucked it up. <laughs> oh, so if you were playing Barry, you could be like, um, oh, so to <laughs> be Barry. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> be buried for the stuff. <laughs> Very sucks. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just that's just really reminded me of something though. Saying that about music, I remember in high school, um, um, I was in a band in high school, and we auditioned for, um, it was like our leavers, like assembly or something, and. <laughs> We were doing the audition in like the lunch hour in the hall, and I think our head teacher had to watch it to decide who was going to be part of this performance for the end of year. And um, it was me, my friend, I think Nina, and my other friend Kirsten. And halfway <laughs> through the performance, Kirsten was playing drums, and the snare drum just like fell off of its stand and just <laughs> rolled <laughs> across the floor. <laughs> Um, yeah, they did less on the show. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even, laugh. Yeah, but we were really good and everyone like was in their lunch break and everyone was watching and clapping and cheering and stuff. And, but yeah, we didn't get it. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. um, what was the next question going to be? Uh, guilty pleasures musically. I don't think I really have a guilty pleasure because I think 
maybe when I was younger, I probably would have been embarrassed to like certain things because I'd be like, oh no, I'm too cool. But I don't think there's anything now I've been. Sh- I don't know. You're laughing. What What are you thinking of? <laughs> nothing. Have you nothing. got something in mind that I listen to that you think is embarrassing? No, no. I was just. I I'm in agreement with what you're saying. Yeah. Is that when you get older, you don't really have guilty pleasures anymore because you just realise you're lame. I don't think I'm lame. I just think I have a broad, <laughs> a broad, broad taste in music, which I think is important if you're gonna write music. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Mm. If if anything comes comes to me, I'll I'll mention it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't, mm, no, I can't think of it. I'm trying to think of anything maybe that we listen to at home that maybe other people would be like, "What the fuck are you listen to that for?" <laughs> Uh, what uh, you told me once that you used to put on plays for your mum and dad uh, what what plays were they were these ones you wrote yourself or were these uh, ones that you reenacted no it was it was more it probably wasn't really for my dad because it was probably more like during the day at the weekend or um, in the week or like after school but I normally put them on for like my my grandparents and my great aunt and uncle and my mum so like after school <laughs> um so when I was really into ballet I had the Nutcracker uh CD so all the me- all the classical music from the Nutcracker so is that you- your guilty pleasure <laughs> <laughs> no there's there's no guilt there it's beautiful music to do ballet routines to in the living room <laughs> on a Tuesday afternoon after school Um, so yeah I did that um and then um yeah then I kind of went into I think after ballet I I became really obsessed with musicals so for example like Greece is a (laughs) big influence on my whole entire life so (laughs) um yeah Greece uh so I had the seat again I had the cd to that so I'd do dance routines and reenact scenes from Greece. Um, yeah, I don't really remember writing plays at home f- to show to anyone. That was probably more at school with my friend Claire. We used to do that a lot. Did yeah. Greece ever make you want to be in a gang? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's very softened down... Uh interpretation of gang violence in uh, Greece isn't it <laughs> you think if you're in a gang you're just going to ruck us with the, the other local boys and have a, have a car race <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I don't think I ever really felt the need to go and join a gang from watching no? Greece no you make your own pink ladies at school no I think because Spice Girls were probably our gang at school like we all wanted to be a particular spice girl that was probably like our gang gang at school yeah which spice for you i was always the cross between um jerry and scary spice because of my my hair yeah (laughs) yeah actually one of my friends when we were in primary school we went to um one of them had a birthday party at at a swimming pool so obviously at some point we would have to be in our swimsuits and not normal clothes but we all had to go dressed as a Spice Girl. <laughs> How'd you pull that off? <laughs> so, so we just had to go to the swimming pool dressed in Spice Girl combo outfits and then go in and swim and then come back out and then put our Spice Girls clothes back on. 
That was commitment. Yeah. Spice Girls were a big part of our life. You come now. back out as soggy Spice Girls. <laughs> soggy Spice. <laughs> Drowned rat Spice. Yeah. What's the What's the verdict as to why you have an afro? Sorry. <laughs> What's the verdict? Yeah. I haven't done a poll. You haven't done so. a poll. <laughs> yes. I'm not it's, quite sure. Is there ginger hair running your family? Like, further on uh, like, Yeah, prob- yeah. Uh, I think, I'm not 100% sure who it is, but I think it was maybe my mum's grandfather had red hair. My auntie Kathy might have had, my great aunt, she might have had red hair when she was younger. Um, but yeah, obviously, like, my my family is Scottish, so... That's definitely where it comes from. And then my, my dad claims that his side of the family were Vikings. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, think, I think that's something to do with it as well. <laughs> Is that where the Afro came from? Were they Viking Afros? Afro-Vikings. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, it's not Afro. It's just, it's just very, very curly. It's very, it's very, very curly. It's very full on. <laughs> <laughs> full on? <laughs> <laughs> um why do ghosts exist <laughs> why yeah what do you mean why i don't know what you want to know why i believe in them or... yeah probably that's a better question <laughs> <laughs> um i believe in them because i believe i've had i don't i don't know if i've seen one but i feel like i've experienced paranormal things like, I don't know if you are, you will remember this, but so when you were living in your house when I was in my third year at uni and I was living in a, in a flat with a friend and we heard that, well, you didn't hear them, but you'd gone to the toilet in the middle of the night and I'd heard some random, really like, dun, 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 footsteps coming up the stairs next to your bedroom and there was no one there and you hadn't seen anyone. And there was like a, a fire door between the stairs and the hallway. And for anyone to get through that door, you had to push it quite hard. And it was a really loud door as well. And there was no noise. And the footsteps just continued from the one stairway to the next one. And then you came up da- from downstairs after you'd been in the bathroom. And I was like, who was downstairs with you? And you're like, no one, why? And I was like, I've just heard someone walk up the stairs. Do you remember? Uh, no. <laughs> you, don't, you don't remember? I remember you telling me the story, but I don't remember it actually happening. What? Yeah, um... it freaked me out. I left and it was, I think it was like three o'clock in the morning and I ran all the way home from your house you to my house. You went home by yourself? Yeah. Because I, you. I was like, I'm not staying. <laughs> was I like, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I think maybe it was like the week before Chris had said, he had, so your housemate Chris had said that... <clears throat> He had seen someone in the land, the landing upstairs by his room, mm. and he thought it was another housemate. And he went to say hello to them, and then they just vanished. <laughs> so that kind of freaked me out. But then there's a part of me that's like, well, he was probably really high. Yeah, maybe. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, apart from that, I do. I just think like paranormal stuff does like exist. Like I've my mum and dad's house. I remember waking up in the middle of the night once. And I, was, I was sleeping on the sofa downstairs and. Remember just <laughs> sound crazy, but I just remember seeing this like massive floating white orb in the living room, and that really freaked me out. Um, and then yeah, just other people's stories that I've heard before, and um, I can kind of, I feel like uh, when you go to certain places, you can kind of feel energy. 
Like I can go in, I've been to places and just been like, like old houses or like, I don't know, somewhere and just been like, I don't like the energy that's in here. I don't want to be in this room. This just doesn't feel good. Like something's either happened here or something's here now. And yeah. Uh, why, why are ghosts scary though? Uh, because cause we probably, well, I don't know. Maybe they're not scary, but do you, why do you think they're scary? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not fully <laughs> sold on the idea that they're scary. Uh, I think it's because of the unknown. Because it's like, well, why are some people ghosts? Or why is there some ghosts? Why are there not ghosts? Like, is it because they've had a not very nice life and then they've been trapped? And is the worry that the, the ghost might of... not be the, the best person? If it's not like Mother Teresa's the ghost, it's more like maybe it's like <laughs> <laughs> could be a bad person. Uh, uh, Bin Laden or <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't necessarily believe in hell mm. or heaven, but maybe bad people who have died they're just dead. I don't think they'd come back as a ghost. Because maybe they didn't have a soul to begin with. Oh. Oh. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, the bad people didn't have souls. The good people did and went to heaven. And then you got the medium people who were a bit half. Just kind half. of average. Yeah. Just yeah. kind of. They so weren't that the, bad. They weren't that the good. Maybe the ghosts are the, like the boring people. Then. Yeah, maybe. And maybe that's why it's scary. Because boring people are scary. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, what did going to Catholic school teach you about hell? Uh, I don't think it really taught me anything about about hell because no one really knows do they really Um, but yeah I've I've said this to you before like I just remember like as a really small child at primary school even though I love my primary school it was a really nice place it was a really nice school and the teachers were lovely but I remember it being sort of drummed into you like if you do anything bad you will go to hell like the tiniest thing oh you're a bad person like so that was quite scary and I think as such a small kid having someone say that to you like kind of messes with you a little bit um yeah what sort of things were on the naughty list of what school yeah of the teachers at your school I don't know probably just like talking in class <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess like all the, the the Ten Commandments, like not that I can remember what they all are, but Thou shall not wank, thou shall not be gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, what either not... of those brought up ever? No, not primary school. <laughs> oh, this is primary school. No, okay. not primary school. No, <laughs> <laughs> no not primary yeah, boy. school. <laughs> what are you doing? I just let you know. No. <laughs> know what you're up to. But this, so this is quite off topic, but I was having a conversation with someone about this the other day. Well, probably a couple of months ago now I think it was at work um thinking about primary school and catholic school and stuff and I don't know if maybe you experienced the same thing but at primary school when you had PE so like games lessons PE did you have like a room that you'd go and get changed into separate from the girls or did you we we used to like they used to make us stand behind our chair in our classroom and get changed in front of each other so we don't remember to be honest really yeah. so we'd have like our underwear on Hmm. and like when you're that I don't know like maybe kids don't now but as a kid then like you'd wear like a vest underneath your shirt at school yeah yeah. so you'd all be standing there in like your pants and your socks and your vest just changing into your PE outfit but it's just really weird I mentioned it to someone recently and they were like what? 
that's really strange. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe it's a Catholic school thing. But, yeah. What, they make you stand around? That was the weird thing, or...? No, it made you stand around. It was just like, you know, you'd have, like, two tables. You'd have, like, two tables, and then, like, f- four of you would sit on this one table, and that's where you'd sit in class. Mm. And then you'd stand behind your chair and you put your pee kit on your chair and you'd get changed behind your chair. Did you have the little hole in the middle? Yeah. <laughs> so you can see what you Nice belly button there. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, your school didn't do that? I honestly don't remember. No. no. Um, but then I'd say saying that I don't remember where, where the changing places were in our primary no. school, so it could have been that. Mm. I just never remember thinking it was that strange when you were a kid, but actually now it's like that. It's a bit strange. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, you were at all girls' school at that point. No, no, this is primary school, so primary school's just mixed, yeah. Mixed. All right. Yeah. Uh, What was the first guitar you ever owned? I think the first one I ever owned was probably just like a a fake um, red Fender Strat. So it's, it's a Squire. Um... I think I got it. I think I got it from like my birthday or Christmas or something. But before that, like my dad was teaching me on like just an acoustic that we had in the house. Um, yeah, I don't think they wanted to get me a actual guitar until they knew I was serious about. <laughs> was it a classical guitar? No, no, no just no. acoustic. Yeah, yeah. My first guitar was a ca- classical guitar. Oh really? I played that for a few months. Yeah, before I was. Uh, it's really hard to like. Did a. a fake strat what were you gonna say it's just that it's really hard to play like mm. rock songs on a classical <laughs> guitar yeah. on those like plastic kind of strings yeah yeah we had loads of them in my high school we had loads of them in the art block and they were all they were all broken and had like hardly any strings on them and yeah me and me and my friend used to go and play on them at like lunch break and <laughs> try and write songs on them <laughs> they'd always got a tune really bad yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but what was your first electric you got? Yeah, my first electric was the Red Squire. The Red Squire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. How long did you have that before you ended up getting other guitars? Um, probably not very long. Maybe like a year or two. I think the next one I got after that was like again another fake uh, Fender Strat, but it's a <laughs> a pink one. <laughs> oh. Just because I wanted a different color. <laughs> How many guitars do you own now? Altogether. Uh, don't know. <laughs> it's How gonna be about forty six. <laughs> no, no, about I think maybe like eight or eight or ten, maybe. But they're like a mixture of acoustic and bass and electric. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Which one do you like the most? Is it your newest one? Probably my newest one. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It is flash. It is nice. Yes, it's a Geosonic Fender. Yes. Ooh pretty down nice yeah it's just uh, really nice to play uh what does the future hold for bubba joe <laughs> <laughs> the musical comedy project oh we were talking about this the other day weren't we yeah so um i started bubba joe a couple of years ago if no one knows bubba joe is my side project um which is like short comical songs because I just make up crap in my head all day. <laughs> and I record them onto my phone or I write them down. Um, so yeah, I can't remember how many songs it is that are out already. It's like five or something. 
So it's on Bandcamp. So if you look up Bubba Joe, it's on Bandcamp. Um, but yeah, I was, I'm thinking of maybe writing some new ones. I came up with a fresh new idea yesterday. So um, that might be out soon. So oh, yeah. uh, we, we've got the next month off, probably, <laughs> if not longer, till I go back to work. So I've got some time to write some more Bubba Joe. <laughs> Have they still got the filter on Instagram? Is that how it started? Was yeah. in Scotland, was it? No, I think it was before. Uh, maybe that's the first time was, I remember actually. doing it. Was in yeah, the, maybe. So we were staying in Scotland. You tell the story. So, if anyone has Snapchat, you'll know that it's got like the weird filter where it makes your mouth really big and your eyes really big, and it, but it's really cute at the same time. Um, does it change your voice? Yeah, or is it's that just like, eh. it's higher, isn't it? Does it? Yeah, it makes it higher. So yeah, um, and yeah, so we, we, I don't know, we were just messing around with it on Snapchat and came up with this character called Bubba Joe, which is kind of like a hillbilly. <laughs> yeah. So I can't even remember what the voice sounds like now, but like, hey, Bubba Joe, <laughs> yeah. is that it? <laughs> You're talking about turf and surf. Surf and turf. That's yeah. It. So surf and turf is the name of the EP that I released, like maybe like two years ago. But it was, I'm glad I did it because it was really fun, but also it made me want to get back into music again because um, I didn't take it too seriously. It was just really fun and silly and helped because I'd had like a bit of a gap where I hadn't written or played music for probably like three years while I was training to be a hairdresser. So it was a good way to sort of just get back into music without taking it too seriously. Where were you when you originally decided to pursue music? To pursue music. Yeah, do you remember? If there was a moment, or was it a gradual thing? What? At the very beginning, yeah, you mean? Yeah, beginning. Um... Are you on the bridge? London Bridge? <laughs> London Bridge? <Yeah>. Why? <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> no, not really. Like, I think it's just like a, a combination of different things over the years that I've been really interested in, like the musical theatre stuff that I did when I was a kid and then learning to play guitar. Um, and I used to write lots of stories and like poems as a kid. So I remember my grand saying to me like, oh, you know, I I started learning keyboard when I was about maybe, t- maybe eight. Um, and yeah, I used to write loads of poems and I remember my grand saying, oh, you should like combine the two together and write songs. So that's kind of where songwriting came from. So you become a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's Bubba Joe. Yeah, that's Bubba Joe. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I just, I think it's just always been like a nice outlet to have singing and writing songs. Um and just kind of thought, oh, that would be cool to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, what advice do you have for up-and-coming musicians? <laughs> no advice. <laughs> I would like some advice, <laughs> please. Um, what, I don't, or I don't what know. What mistakes do you feel that you've made a pursuing music um... that you uh, would pass on wisdom to anyone else? Well, so I did music at uni and I kind of wish I'd maybe taken that a little bit more seriously because that might have helped. <laughs> um, 
and I'd, yeah maybe go if I'd go back and do it if I was going to go back and do it again then I'd probably gone and done like work experience when I was at uni um so like I worked part-time in a shop but I wish I'd actually gone and done some like work like work experience maybe like in the industry that probably would have been a good step <laughs> um uh yeah I think if you really love it even if nothing comes of it if you really really do genuinely love it it doesn't really matter if nothing comes of it because you still enjoy it so and I think people will believe in you if you believe in like what you're producing so if you're making like our music it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea not everyone's going to like it um but I really love it and I think that shows so yeah and yeah don't know if that's really advice but (laughs) (laughs) just being authentically yourself I guess is probably the best advice where um when you're writing a song what comes Mm. first like the lyrics or the music uh it really depends like sometimes I'll just be like playing my guitar and then I'll come up with something and I'll record it and then I'll just sort of save it (laughs) and then um like be sitting on the toilet and (laughs) just come up with some random lyrics in my head so I'll write them down on my phone on my notes and then you know months could go past and then I'm like oh maybe that would sound good with that lyric I wrote like months ago on the toilet (laughs) um do you sing into the toilet and see if it sounds good (laughs) (laughs) to get the acoustics no (laughs) (laughs) no but when I was a kid, I used to sing on the toilet a lot, and <laughs> I used to have the like we'd have the obviously have the window open in the bathroom. Yeah. And I remember thinking, uh, someone someone's gonna walk past the house one day and hear me singing while I'm on the toilet and yeah. be like, oh my god, who is that girl singing? <laughs> Simon Cowell. <laughs> I think I was convinced once that I'd written this song when I was like really young. And I was sitting on the toilet and I was singing this song and I'm convinced like this song came out I don't even know what it is now but I'm convinced like this song came out on the radio like a couple of years later and I was like I'm sure I wrote that on the toilet <laughs> <laughs> someone's, someone's written, walked past and heard my amazing lyrics and then put it into like this pop song that would be funny <laughs> 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 toilet thief <laughs> do you ever have uh, good ideas in the shower and then you have to try and get out the shower to get to your phone Mm. and sing into the phone or are you good at remembering them no not really i don't really i don't really spend a lot of time in the shower (laughs) i'm kind of in and out wash my bits bits. (laughs) yeah 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 you you know that (laughs) yeah no no i don't really because i think normally i listen to music when i'm in the shower so Mm. normally i'm just singing to other stuff yeah. So all the best ideas come on the toilet. Yeah. yeah. Or a lot of, I get lots of good ideas when I'm walking to work. So I walk to work and um I'll record stuff onto my phone. So I can sing sing like melodies into my phone when I'm walking to work. That happens ever, quite a lot. Do you have to check people no one's looking? No, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of like sing really close to the do microphone. You. Yeah. People think they're whispering about you and you're just like mm, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the thing is now we're really lucky because most people have like those stupid headphone things that just don't even connect to your phone or people mm. are on hands free and stuff a lot so it doesn't really matter 
I think back in the day, people would probably have been like, why are you singing yeah. out loud? But now it doesn't really matter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Since hands-free people, you can't tell whether someone's talking to themselves or talking to someone <laughs> yeah. on the phone. <laughs> Just walking around with their arms waving yeah. in the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, what musicians should people check out? Um, what, like new ones or just anything? Yeah, anything. Um, hmm. Well, someone who's probably quite underrated still is probably like Holly Cook. Um, she's been around for a while. Um, I think people, she's becoming more well known. Um, but yeah, people should check out her if they like sort of like tropical pop with a bit of ska, a bit of reggae. She's really cool. And she's got really nice hair. And she told me I had really nice hair when I met her in the toilet at Concord. <laughs> um, it's all toilet related with you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and hair. <laughs> toilet and hair, yeah. Um, it's hard because I listen, I listen to a lot of... At home, definitely over the last year or so, I've been listening to a lot of like, pop punk. Um, uh, definitely if, if you haven't heard it, like this last year, the album, the solo album by Hayley Williams is amazing, uh, called Petals for Armour, which is awesome. It's really good. Um, even if you don't like Paramore, which is her main band, definitely go check this album out because it's completely different. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think what else I've been listening to. You haven't mentioned your favourites. Well, Youngblood. No, oh, no, not Youngblood. <laughs> Who? I was thinking of all better. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone should go check out all better. Yeah, they're a Brighton band. Uh, Ross, you've you've done a couple I've, of their help them with their, with their videos, music videos. Some of them, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I listen to them a lot. Um, yeah, I can't really. My mind's gone a bit blank. Can't really think of any. any I, I came in the front room the other day and you were hula hooping listening to all better. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Doing my twenty minutes of hula hoop. <laughs> yeah. What are the advantages to hula hooping every morning? <laughs> I don't know. I'm yet to see them. Uh, uh, I used to do it quite a lot, and I think um, when I used to do it quite a lot, I was a bit slimmer. <laughs> so, especially I've got to do it now after after Christmas. All the cheese we ate, all the chocolate and the cheese and the the wine and the Prosecco. So I'm trying to get rid of the Christmas weight before, <laughs> before uh, hopefully we might get married <laughs> as well. Yeah. So yeah, I want to look my best. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and it's just a fun thing to do. <laughs> what hula hoops? Does yeah. it have a balance or rhythm or anything Help with like my that? balance? Yeah, yeah. My balance is fine, thank you very much. Oh, okay. <laughs> not sure about yours, but my, my, ba- is my balance perfect. is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no do you think it helps with rhythm i don't know maybe but i've got i've got rhythm so you've got, fine. okay you've got both already yeah <laughs> well, i think about so posture i don't know maybe i hope so my posture is awful so yeah yeah it's pretty bad i'm always hunched over what about general hip movement <laughs> I'm really dragging this question out. Yeah, well, this why? Is this the last one? Is this why? Yeah, this is out of questions. This is the ultimate bit. You haven't even asked about the band. Oh, tell me about your band I'm in. 
<laughs> the listeners don't know about the band, do they? So I know. <laughs> but let's talk about it. We're in a yeah. band, Joanna and the Dropouts. Yeah, we are. Um, don't know where to go. Tell the folks at home about Joanna and the Dropouts. <laughs> Um, well, we kind of describe ourselves as rock and roll with a splash of surf rock. Um, but it kind of started uh, after Bubba Joe. And I, I got a new guitar, which is my lovely Sonic Fender. Um, I started writing songs again. Um, and it kind of started with a song that I'd ri- I started to write a couple of years ago. Um and then I kind of recorded it and it really didn't really do anything, didn't really go anywhere. And I kind of just left it for a, a few, maybe like three years, three, four years. And then I went back to it and kind of rewrote it, which then became Mr. Honeypot, um, which I put out originally just under my name. And we did a video at home, which was really cool with the green screen. Um, and then... Not long after we put it out, I just randomly got a message from someone who was working at Green Door Store asking me if I wanted to play a show. I think they had someone cancelled last minute and they wanted to fill the space. And so um, they contacted me and I was like, hell no, I'm not doing that. It's <laughs> <a> good start. <laughs> yeah, because I just thought, well, I didn't have any intentions to actually perform again. It was more just sort of, I wanted to write music and see where what what happened. Um, you felt like you were a bedroom musician at the time, and you had yeah, you I didn't, didn't really want to go outside. Yeah, like I only really had like a couple of songs. I didn't really feel prepared, and like I didn't have anyone to play with. But we were we were at your mum and dad's house, and when I got the message, and your mum was the one who encouraged me to do it. But oh. it was literally like a week later, and I was like, oh my god, how am I gonna do this? Like, I don't even have a band. But then you you said you'd play with me, so you you play bass and I play guitar and um, we use my loop pedal and we put all the backing tracks I'd made so far onto the loop pedal and performed, yeah, to uh, a few people. Yeah, it was a fairly <laughs> uh, chunky crowd. Yeah, considering. It, quite a lot of our friends came, so that was really nice. Um, and yeah, after and and uh, we got a really good review from Plugged In Brighton. Uh, oh yeah, they've been very, very good to yeah, us. Yeah, Chris at Plugged and Brighton, yeah, it's been <laughs> giving us lots of lovely reviews. He seems to want to get up to no good whenever he listens to our music. <laughs> yeah, we seem to be inspiring. <laughs> um, naughty behaviour. Naughty behaviour, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so after that show, I think people who had seen it and liked it were just, and lots of friends and stuff were encouraging us to get a drummer. And actually start doing it as a proper band. So that's kind of what happened. So we were going to, before this all kind of started, I wanted to try and put together sort of like a, sort of like a punk, like a punk kind of cover band. But at some point we'd maybe write our own songs. And um, so I put an advert on Gumtree to start this punk band. And uh, and our now drummer replied saying that he would come and audition. And uh, he just never showed up on the day of the audition. We were like, oh fine then um but eventually like we found out that he'd got locked outside his house or something so he can come um which is fine um and then yeah nothing really happened with that it kind of all kind of fizzled out but then after we did this gig I was like oh I wonder if maybe that guy would 
want to maybe play drums with us and yeah he seemed up for it so yeah and he's been our drummer since so but I thought it was funny that he actually didn't make it through to the first band because he got locked out of his house and then he suddenly ends up in the band that actually it's actually gone somewhere, somewhere yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be <laughs> yeah so yeah so and we did have a keyboardist Tash but yeah, she's Tash. moved on to better Canada. things <laughs> <laughs> yeah lovely Tash yeah so yeah, me and Tash used to be in a band together called the Ucker Flats with our friend James. And uh, we we had a, a drummer, but he was a bit weird. And then... <laughs> you, you're a bit like Spinal Tap with drummers, but without the death. Yeah. <laughs> we just could never hang on to one. So um, we spent about two years practicing without, without an actual name. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons our original drummer decided to leave because we couldn't decide on a name. <laughs> so yeah, then that after a while that kind of fizzled out. Once we'd actually found our lovely friend Vicky, she came and played drums with us. Um, James uh, didn't want to be in the band anymore. So then we, me and Tash and Vicky hang, hung out quite a bit trying to like do music. But to be honest, most of the time we just watched Catfish <laughs> and had takeaways. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, so then... Tash came and played keyboards for us at Joanna and the Dropouts, um, which was great. And we did some, We I think we maybe did like five shows with Tash, um, which was really fun. But unfortunately, yeah, she's moved to Canada to uh, live with her fiancé. But now we've got, hopefully, my friend Charlotte from Haskell is uh, <laughs> going to be our new keyboard player once this pandemic is over and we can go outside and do shows again. So yeah, it's cool. Looking forward to that. Yeah, but yeah. Tell them about the music video we've got coming up. We've got a new song coming out called Bad News, which is out on <coughs> February, Friday the 5th of February. So next Friday. Um, so yeah, obviously we, me and Ross live together. Um, Charlotte, our new keyboard player, lives in London and not quite sure where Ant lives at the moment but we all don't live together basically. So filming and stuff at the moment is quite hard because we can't really meet up. So we're trying to do a video where we're all filming ourselves at home um, on the telephone, basically. So uh, we're about to film in our, in our lovely new front room next to our lovely new coffee table from John Lewis. So uh, fancy. And Ross... <laughs> Drops one of the lights straight onto the coffee table and smashes. How many bulbs is it? Just one or? No, it was, like, it was two, two or three. Oh really? Yeah, so it was just glass uh, yeah, two everywhere. Two of them actually smashed, and one of them uh, just like ripped one of the wires oh, okay. on the inside, so it probably can be fixed. But yeah, the other two are gone. Yeah, so fortunately, it hasn't actually ruined the table. Yeah, amazingly, because yeah. you were uh, you. Well, super... that's what you get when you don't buy IKEA. You see. Not that I've got any hate towards IKEA. Oh, a lot of our furniture, yeah, a lot of our furniture is IKEA. IKEA w- but... um, lasted very well until I. What did I knock over? Oh no, it? you dropped the. I the... So I we moved a couple bike. of months ago, and just before we moved, Ross dropped my exercise bike onto the coffee table that we've had for like ten years, <laughs> and smashed a hole through the. <laughs> so that was good lasting, I think. That was. Yeah, yeah, I think that was like thirty quid. So that's pretty good. Yeah. But um, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, this, the table survived, the light bulbs didn't, and we were able to carry on making the music video. Fortunately, so. I had other bulbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised nothing happened to the table, actually, because there was broken glass like all over, and also my camera was on the table, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it landed directly on the camera, That's and the really camera lucky. seems to be working still as well. Yeah. The autofocus on the lens is 
yeah that's not as not. good but <laughs> it's still working it's just not yeah yeah it's not every time <laughs> <laughs> it's just what you need when you're making a music video <laughs> yeah i have to do manual focus like a pauper <laughs> uh so what what you got going on what's coming up um i've got another month inside mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah i've just got I've just made a tiktok account for the band so i'm really addicted to tiktok now watching endless hours of uh stupid content on tiktok of people doing the same thing with the same song over and over again um so yeah just trying to make content for tiktok really but uh apart from that so the song's coming out next week and then hopefully in another couple of weeks the new video will be out which would be cool um gonna maybe try and write some new music i've got some music that i started on last year that i want to try and maybe re-record um and yeah hopefully once this all finishes we can go out and actually play some shows because it's been over a year now since we played our last show so um we were really fortunate though that we got to record a bunch of songs before last lock the before the first lockdown um at audio beach in hove um so yeah hopefully maybe go and record some more new songs do some more videos we've got a couple of songs that we haven't released from those recordings so um it'd be cool to do a video for one of those and yeah it's probably about um, go go back to work hopefully yeah go, nice. do, go do some hair i was thinking we've been uh we've been in here for like an hour what is this the longest you've been in this room since we <laughs> moved in <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> in the man cave <laughs> yeah probably yeah this is a, it is a bit like a, it's like a teenage boy's bedroom i think it is it massively yeah with just without the bed <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for joining me that's all right <laughs> thank you for questions. thank you for having me that's all right <laughs> High five. uh what advice would you have to any wonderful ladies who uh live with <laughs> a, a boyfriend with uh adhd <laughs> Uh... <laughs> how do you not murder me? <laughs> uh, yeah you need a lot of patience uh... <laughs> you've got to um... take up yoga <laughs> no Meditate. I was going to say you've got to got to prepare yourself for uh... I don't really know if this is an ADHD thing probably more of like a dyspraxic thing but You've got to prepare yourself for everything being damaged and broken in your house. So we go through a lot of crockery. Um, a lot of my favourite cups have been broken. Um, you've got to prepare yourself for a lot of socks everywhere. <laughs> uh, Is it just pre- be prepared? Be prepared. You can't can't get too angry because it's, it's not their fault. You've got to be understanding. Um but also if uh you know, if if you weren't the way you are, yeah. I probably wouldn't love you, so Oh yeah. you can't have one without the other. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't be the same person if you if you didn't have it, so No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 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 <laughs> I wouldn't do such a good show with <laughs> Thanks for listening and thank you to Joanna for joining me. Check out the band at joannaandthedropouts.com as well as on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube and Spotify. To play us out with the new single out on February the 5th. This is Joanna and the Dropouts with Bad News.